Hey all, and welcome to Geek Freaks. I am Frank, and I'm joined by Jonathan. Hey, hey y'all. And joined by Squeaks. Squeaks. So uh, let's go ahead and get started off real quick. We'll, we'll kick things off early with the question of the week. Uh, this one is, if you, had, uh, if, you, if you could have a pet that was a mix of two different animals, what would they be? So uh, keep in mind, like, the avatar animals, basically, right? They, everybody has these mixed pets. Uh, Squeaks, let's start with you, man. What two animals would you mix together? Oh, shit. <laughs> All right. So I thought of uh, kind of like a, like a fantasy-ish a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. So I wanted a... Um, all right, all right. Can I can I, can it be a robot? <laughs> I mean, at this point, sure. <laughs> Might as well. <laughs> all right. So I'm going to do the yellow saber tooth tiger from Power Rangers. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <Nice. laughs> mixed mixed with uh the uh sword Pokemon. Okay. The main. Oh, uh, the Zacian? main. Yeah, yeah, Zacian? yeah. It's like starts with a Okay. Z. Okay. Yeah. So. Uh, I need that saber tooth, right, to be holding the shield or the sword, and then kind of like has like those um, he has like some fucking shit around him, yeah, basically. But as a yellow robot saber tooth. Mm. <laughs> so I I want to I want to apologize to the listeners and the watchers of the YouTube clip of this. We had a very pretty simple question. You could have said cat, and dog, or um, I don't know, penguin and elephant, but you decided I go to, to go the next level. Very okay. complicated. <laughs> Oh, I love it. But I just, speaking of Power Rangers, and we're going off on a tangent, apparently. Um, so you guys know the wrestlers New Day? Squeaks, you know New Day, right? Wrestlers New Day. Oh, okay. Well, anyways, they're coming out now in cosplay as the Power Rangers, like the Green Ranger and the Red Ranger and stuff like that. And it looks dope. Mm. So you guys check them out. They, they look, it looks so cool. Um, okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Me and Kevin today, we're just basically looking up pictures of the New Day. In their new cosplay. <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, we have some like super robot, multiple swords. Uh, yeah, I got you in the shield. So you saber tooth, yeah, saber tooth. Okay, okay, yeah. Uh, Jonathan, <laughs> what do you got? Is it a little easier than this one? <laughs> it's a little easier. It's gonna be I an can't draw awesome. Whatever Squeaks is doing. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be a good uh, companion and guardian and all all that one. Uh, so it's gonna be half <laughs> elephant, half owl. So it's going to be huge, like an elephant. It's going to be fucking ugly. Four legs, massive, <laughs> massive wings. I mean, it's got to be huge enough wings like a dragon to be able to lift an elephant, right? Right. Half elephant, half owl. Has a trunk, has the tusks. Uh, it's a herbivore, eats plants, but it eats animals to kill when it needs to for, uh, you know, not, not to eat, but to protect itself and stuff. Right, right. Um, it would have... Uh, the ability to fly, great memory, night vision, the tusks and the trunk, that dragon-like scales because it would be a mix between the skin of an elephant and the wings of a, or the feathers of an owl. Uh, and they say nocturnal, night vision. Uh, and I would name him Thunder. Nice. Because he would just come. Okay, I, was thinking about, said... I was thinking about Comet because he would just come and crashing into the ground and then start into the battle. But now he'd, he'd roar in like the thunder. It'd be cool. And you said mine was complicated. <laughs> yeah, I mean, his has a lot of features, but in the end of the day, it's just like an elephant or an owl. I mean, you know, and the name of the creature would be an elephant, just like Avatar. Elephant. Would do. Oh, okay. elephant. Okay. Yeah. You're welcome. Okay. Well, okay. I went on the What'd elephant theme as well. I wanted an elephant and a dog. Okay. So, uh, specifically a puggle because I have a puggle and they are actually the best creatures on the planet. Um, and mm. I've always liked the elephants, right? They're like really big. Back in the day when you used to ride the elephant, like it was just mm. like, this is the greatest transportation. Why are we not using more of these? Um, and so I wanted like, okay, but I want it to be all furry like a dog. 
not like a mammoth because I think like the mammoth hair seems like it's a little rough. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And I like to think of like cruising around on shorts and a t-shirt on top of my new dog here. And so cool dog hair and like a dog face. I don't want that snout, but like a dog's face. But the elephant size, I like the elephant's like legs, but paws, dog paws on it, right? Essentially, <laughs> now that I'm saying it, I want Clifford the Big Red Dog. I think that was what I'm saying. But this would be my form of transportation. I would like just ride to town, have big Mm. saddlebags, and like get some groceries or whatever, just put it on the side of my elephant dog and cruise back. I think that would be fantastic. And he has like a little bit of a gallop. When you started saying that, I I totally pictured something else that I thought was going to be adorable was the features of an elephant in the tiny pocket size version of a pug dog. Like you would have a tiny yeah. little elephant that would just travel around with you and maybe bark like, like a, a dog. teacup elephant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That'd be adorable. I, I'm also thinking I'm also not original because it's also Jake the dog from from Finn and Jake from Adventure Time. Like that's how oh, Finn kind of cruises around on him all the time. And that's basically True. what I want. So I think I just want a really big dog, I guess. I'm not very cool, I guess. Shoot. <laughs> and here I was mocking I was mocking Squeaks like super robot and it was at least creative. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget the swords. Oh, with the swords, of course. Yeah, mine does not carry swords. What a, what a bum. Yeah. All right. Uh, shout out to our patrons, our executive producers, Marco, Sonny, Ashley, Fly Pirate, and Scott. Um, hey, guys, join our Patreon for just a dollar a month. You get a full other podcast that comes out every Wednesday called Sloop, where we review movies or the latest TV show. So right now we're reviewing the episodes of Loki every Sunday. Uh, like the episode comes out like around 8 or 9 a.m. Pacific time. So it's it's real fresh on the Loki. Because it's literally the first thing I do Wednesday morning is watch and then do the immediate reaction stuff. So we have that. We do random giveaways. Uh, We're adding a couple new new giveaway stuff. So for even the dollar tier, you're going to be getting giveaways for the comic books that we get to review. So we're going to start reviewing comic books uh, for the end of the news, the Geek Freaks news. Just because we need to add more comic book stuff. We're not talking about comic books enough. And I really like to do a spotlight on these indie comic uh, writers and artists and stuff. So we're going to start reviewing comics more. Uh, And then we'll give away the digital copies of those comic books at the end to the uh, $1 patrons. So anyways, join our Patreon, guys. We will make it worth it for you. Uh, If there's a feature you guys want, let us know. The uh, next month, the Patreon giveaway that's for the $5 and up tier is going to be Geek Freak Socks. And um, we're (laughs) Squeaks' reaction. And we're changing the mug because we found out that although it says dishwasher safe, it's not. Yeah, uh, the, the the paint's kind of chipping on them. So we're changing those over to executive producer shirts. So uh, if you guys already had the mug, uh, let me know and I could change it out for a shirt or I could just give you a shirt or whatever. Uh, if you guys are getting experiencing chip to mugs, we don't want that. So join our Patreon link in the description. All right, let's go ahead and get into the news. We're starting off with some leaked Spider-Man suits. These come from the toys. Uh, we got a couple things here. Uh, have you guys had a chance to check out these toys? Yep. Yes. Okay. Uh, what are your initial thoughts on the toys there, Squeaks? Well, the first thing I saw were the the uh, Funko Pops, of course. And uh, what I liked was, I don't know if you saw the one that had the webs in between like yes. his arms. And I was like, oh, shit. Okay, a little, little old school. Uh, outfit we got going on so i was pretty stoked about that um and then out of the other fungal pops you just got the mary mary or what do you call him mj whatever her new name is michelle or something mm-hmm. and then um the dr strange one which i wasn't too excited for i mean give me more mystery of like okay what is this scene about 
uh, here, but I do want to say there was not one Spider-Man outfit that I disliked. I thought they were all very beautiful. Uh, the black and gold one, even the red with the gold like spider on it uh, going out. Um, I, I mean, I, I really think these are beautiful. Uh, I seen some of it, too, was uh, I don't know if you saw the Lego box that was released. Um, that was they the had very first thing. That's the actually why the other ones released theirs. Yeah, oh, that okay. messed things up a little bit. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay, see, so everything happened so fast, so I didn't realize it was a leak. I thought it was like, okay, everybody's now sending their stuff out. It wasn't uh, until Lego show. fucked up. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, thank you, Lego, as I'm building my uh, TIE Fighter uh, helmet right now. Um, uh, but I thought I think they look great, though, the outfits itself. They look good. Uh, Jonathan, do you have any opinions on the outfits or the, the Doctor Strange Funko Pop that shows him in a different outfit? Any thoughts? Yeah, I didn't actually. Yeah, I didn't realize how different his outfit was, but I like I like the Spider Man ones. It makes me wonder: Are they doing more like Spider Verse, where we're going to see a bunch of different versions of Spider Man, and they're going to start releasing a we bunch definitely of different? Get, we're definitely getting Spider Verse at this point. Okay, mm -hmm. yeah, because the the black and gold one it looks awesome, and it reminds me of Black Panther. Like maybe an alternate universe where Spider Man was in Wakanda and and led led as Black Panther too, or something like that. But uh, yeah, I don't know. That's pretty cool though. I was like, oh, man, there's so many Spider-Man suits. I wonder, because we haven't really uh, confirmed Tobey Maguire or Andrew Garfield yet, um, that if these could be a different Spider-Man instead of, um, yeah. you know, uh, Tom Holland. All I know is yeah. this Spider-Verse business is great for toy sales. They can make 50 different Spider-Man costumes, and it's just a different paint job that they can sell multiple toys to each kid. Yeah. Oh, well, even like to 31-year-olds, too. Yeah. Because I'd buy all those outfits. Oh my god. <laughs> if you give me some of the classic yeah. ones, oh man, shit. <laughs> Money. The Doctor Strange, one thing to, to note is he's wearing like ski boots or yeah, ski or snow boots, whatever, and he's got a snow shovel. So there's the hole in the sanctum from when Thor fell through it during the Avenger movies. Um, he could be dealing with it snowing in the sanctum itself. Let's try to fix that, right? Uh the gold that we see on the main Spider-Man suit reminds me of the Iron Spider suit that Stark gave him in Infinity War. So that could be a, a mend on that one, a cha or, you know, change up on that. But I'm noticing that, like, even on the box, if you look at the box, it has, like, a lot of gold trim. So I think that just could be his new look. It's a lot of gold trim on stuff, which looks mm -hmm. dope. And, you know, hey, you're Spider-Man. You make money from your uh, inventions. Go for it. Um, I think that's pretty cool. I think it looks good. They say on the bottom, too, of the box, Titan Hero Series. So I wonder what the Titan mm -hmm. Hero Series is. It's just a bunch of different Spider-Mans. Is there a, a point where we get like a, not teen Titans, but adult Titans of, you know, heroes that come together in a different kind of league or. I, <laughs> no, I, don't know what I that think is. that's just Mattel's no, like series. I think that's just the Mattel oh, okay. series. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, they have the, uh, yeah, they have that, uh, star Wars, uh, black series. So I wonder if that's just Marvel version of what they're doing here. Probably. Uh, side note, and we're not normally into the gossip part of this, but did you guys hear, or hear about, Tom Holland and, and Zendaya actually are dating now. Wow. <laughs> Squeaks his face. Holy shit. That's why we need video more. <laughs> yeah, so... Fucking A, really? MJ and Spidey oh are actually dating. Yeah. Um, they, you know... They, it has been rumored for a little bit because, you know, she's been spending the night at his house or, or at his house often anyways. But then they were, just, they were just kissing in a car. So it was like, oh shit, those two are dating now. And... Um, what? I hope it makes wow. the movie better. I don't know. Yeah, I just thought I'd throw that out there since it's been also news in the Spider Man yeah. world. <laughs> they won't last. It won't last long. They never Fingers does. crossed, man. I hope they do. 
<laughs> but yeah, if they don't, that could be stars. bad for, for the movies too. Not to be all about, you know, all about us and not about them. Hopefully their relationship goes great. But imagine how awkward it is working on set with somebody you just, you know, totally broke up with. That'd be kind of hard. Yeah. Ooh, they got to break true. up after. But no, think of the real drama when fucking Spider Gwen pops up from the multiverse and be like, no, bitch, that's my man. Right. <laughs> yeah. And wonder, wonder if he, Tom Holland, has to make out with Gwen on a scene. And MJ sitting there back like, what the fuck, bitch? We just got done making out in my car. <laughs> <laughs> Some serious beef. Oh, man. Oh, uh, shit. Drama. Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> this is, oh, my God. This is the kind of shit that, like, we used to make fun of our parents for liking and caring about, you know, what, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Now Gibson's dating, and now I'm sitting here like, did you guys see? <laughs> All right, uh, moving on to the next thing here. I got you picking Mel, Mel Gibson. Why well, trying to go with the '90s? What our parents would be like into? So uh, Mel no, Gibson. It was good. It was just so random. I don't know. To me, that was just a, <laughs> such a random name thrown super fast. Oh man, he was okay. the shit back in the day. Okay, so we have Black Panther two know, begins was, filming. Um, this is a quote from from uh, Kevin Feige. I just want to get out there real quick. It's clearly very emotional without Chad. So Chadwick Boseman, of course, we lost. Um, but everyone is also very excited to bring the world of Wakanda back to the public and back to the fans. We're going to do it in a way that would make Chad proud. So they're back to filming. We know that it's going to be much more about Wakanda itself. Uh, we'll probably see a new Black Panther rise. And we've spoken before who we think the new Black Panther should be. Uh, let's focus on the villain now. Who is a big enough villain for the entire Wakanda country to have to unite? Or fight as a whole. Do you guys have any ideas, Jonathan? Do you have anybody in mind? I was thinking Doctor Doom. Uh, I didn't realize before yes. I looked it up, and I, was, I realized he was in the comic books as a Black Panther villain too. It would be a great way for them to bring in the new Fantastic Four because uh, it's been speculated at least they're rebooting it and everything. And then uh, I can imagine Doctor Doom. I mean, everybody has use for vibranium, so him, you know, conquering these people and and utilizing that to, you know, his benefit. I could see that happening. Yeah, I like that one. That's really good. Anytime you get Doctor Doom, and I'm happy with that. Yeah. yeah. What do you think, Squeaks? I'm fucking strolling with the multiverse still. All right, oh. I am bringing Craven. I'm bringing that motherfucker out there, and he's on the hunt for some motherfucking panthers, right? It's God, like, he's gonna be shooting them up and shit, whatever. And then he's like, "Oh no, okay, whatever." The new Black Panther might defeat him and shit. He's like, "Oh, it's not over. Now I'm gonna hunt for fucking spiders, right?" <laughs> so then we're gonna bring that verse together. I mean, I think honestly, he just kind of—I mean, obviously, he's the, like the jungle where he wears and stuff like that, whatever. And I think we were gonna get him eventually in Spider-Man, but it'd be kind of cool to kind of keep this like. um like little connections going with all the movies but right, not make right, them right. so much where it just feels like a bunch of avengers movies like civil war and then you had the multiple avengers afterwards but kind of like that little nod to be like oh shit that's badass because now we're gonna connect that you know to a different movie you know but yeah like what i'm saying but not so much where it's so clumped up where it just feels like a bunch of avengers movies i like yeah. that yeah and then okay and what's great about that too is craven they just announced a few weeks ago that he's having his own standalone movie so we'll, Damn. you know, it's a great time to advertise him. Basically, if you, if you put time into this then he's more valuable uh, yeah. for me, I want Namor, you know, he's, he's the, they're mm. Aquaman in the, in the Marvel universe. And he is a longtime villain of black Panther. Uh, you would have, you would actually have like one civilization versus another civilization. If you had Namor's people and they can make it to where like, oh yeah, there was a pact back in the early days of the foundation of Wakanda that there will always be a black Panther to keep the ocean at bay. 
um, something like that, to where like without a Black Panther to protect them, then Namor senses the weakness and sees that this is the time to take over the lands or something like that it would be pretty cool. Um, something that does it, it would be cool if the villain wants something other than vibranium, because I'm getting a little tired of hearing that word. To be honest with you, so what maybe just the land want? or something. Uh, just to, yeah. yeah, just to take over the land or to take over like the uh, the 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 flowers, the lotus, um, something like that would be pretty cool, you know. I don't know, just something different than just like vibranium because Wakanda's awesome without that too, and so that'd be cool. I don't know, it's just one of those things where it's like okay, and then Doctor Doom, yeah, Doctor Doom would totally be there for vibranium. <laughs> so uh, yeah. yeah, if that's what it takes, then yeah, bring vibranium in. But, yeah, it'd yeah. be cool. That's what I'm saying. I'm trying. To... Oh, go ahead. It, well, with what you're saying, Frank, you could show that there was this big feud way before the meteor hit, before Vibranium was even a factor, and so that is what yeah. they're coming back to, and like you're, like you're saying, they wouldn't even really be interested in the Vibranium. That'd be cool. Yeah. Or, how about this? So the, the meteor hit, there's a huge out war to get it, and then the tribes united to fight off Namor's people. Mm. And that's, like, the reason they united was to fight off the invaders that were coming to get this meteor that landed. So there's something Smart. there. So I don't know. I would just like to see like some sort of ancestral war that's been going on between Namor and and uh, and uh, the Wakanda people. I think it'd be pretty dope. I think we all got three great picks though. <laughs> Honestly, I'd be very happy with any of those. <laughs> all right. Uh, next thing here, uh, game leaker Tom Henderson reports that GTA 6 won't release until 2025. Uh, this is because Rockstar they got in a lot of trouble when they did the big time crunch for uh, Red Dead Redemption 2, one of the best games ever. Uh, but they really crunched their guys for this. So they are being ultra careful about it, and the game is, that's why it's pushing the development so so long. Um, it's been a bit, I mean, GTA 5 has now been on three console generations, which sounds crazy, but three g console generations. What do you guys think is like the sweet spot? How many years should be in between games in a franchise? So like from Assassin's Creed 1 to 2, what do you guys feel comfortable with? What do you, what do you think, Squeaks? Uh, I like shortest is uh, every other year. Uh, so you say two years. Really? Uh, I think max would be three. Because um, I don't want it to go to where it's too much time where I just kind of forgot about it, fell off, maybe like the story or something. You know, maybe a, a game that had an intense story and you're kind of like, okay, what happened again? Whatever the case. Um, but it's kind of like to keep me engaged in that um, series as well. Mm -hmm. uh, when you have a like GTA 6, not till 2025, supposedly. Um, I mean, I guess the last time I played it, yeah, was the PS4. I did rebuy for the PS4, but it's like I haven't played it in so long, and I kind of remember quite a bit of it because I uh, beat it twice now. But it's like, man, I it's just fell off now to me. Yeah. Like it's not. I know it's tons of people play it online still and whatnot, but for me, it's. I mean, they crunched it with Red Dead too, but it still happens to be one of the best games ever. So it's kind of like whatever they're doing, they're doing right. Compared to what other companies might do. Yeah, but if they could do that without crunching their employees, it would be great. You know what I'm saying? Like, if we could get both oh, things. Yeah. But if you could hire more employees, get more studios. Involved. Like, Rockstar likes to keep everything in-house, but can you hire more studios to help out or something? Or how could we get the games yeah. faster? And then another thing, too, is a lot of the team is working on on content for uh, Red, or, I'm sorry, Grand Theft Auto Online. Red Dead Online as well, but Grand Theft Auto Online is, it's like one of the big, I think it's still like the biggest moneymaker on Steam. It's just bringing Crazy. in so much cash. So, uh, yeah, it's tough. Yeah, I, I, for myself, two years, I think, was the old Assassin's Creed one. And it felt a little quick, but it was kind of nice having that pace, that quick pace. And that's basically what we get for World of Warcraft 2. It's the year and a half model. Um, that's kind of nice. I would say I'd be happy with 
four years if they kept us up to date mm. and they offered the season pass because I think season pass is here to stay or a version of it. So we get a little bit of DLCs and stuff like that. If you really like the game, you can. Otherwise, for a lot of games like myself, I'll just play the main story and then move on to the next main story. God of War was a great example. Like I played it late, but I know that here on out, I'll play it every everything, but I haven't played the DLC. I really don't have an interest to play the DLC. I want to know about him fighting Thor. Like that's all I care about. I don't care about the side stuff now. And I think four years for me is probably just right. Sooner is, of course, funner, but you know, I, I, I could definitely go for four. What do you think, Jonathan? Yeah, I, I noted the same thing. I put three to five years, but it should definitely be supported with some DLCs. Uh, like, you know, we yeah. just started playing the, the latest updates from Sea of Thieves. And that, I mean, I could play that game forever if they just keep releasing little updates until the, the you know, technology is outdated a little bit or whatever. Um, but we don't want to see that they keep pumping effort into DLCs for old games and stop producing new games, or they promise something with new games and then they can't reach it, so they're crunching the hell out of their employees to try to reach a deadline, which really, I mean, we would be disappointed from the deadline getting moved back, but most of all, it's their investors that are having the problem with it, so they're trying to get these games out so they can make money and not affect their bottom line, which it's like, hey, plan, plan more effectively and you shouldn't have to crunch your employees. Yeah. It's a tough. It's a tough mix to figure out what's what's right. Uh, great shout out though on Sea of Thieves that up that Pirates of the Caribbean update. Oh my god, so good. Uh, we need to get back to I still it. Haven't touched it, dude. That first part, I'll play it again. I know Jonathan is down to play it again too. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's just lines stripped right out of the ride. It was so cool going back to that. Yeah. It's so cool. Mm -mm. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on to the next thing here. PlayStation buys Nixus. Nixus, uh, they make all kinds of games. They helped on like the uh, um, Tomb Raider reboots, although the new Tomb Raider franchise, they're a big part of that. They're there a lot. But they're most well known for making ports for the PC. So they'll take a console game, make it PC compatible. Uh, PlayStation has already announced that they're not focused on making PC games or converting any of their games to PC. But with the purchase of this company, with, with this acquisition, it could be showing kind of signs of change. Uh, so... I think PlayStation games myself would do very well on the PC. I know there's a lot of games out there that that if I I now on the PS5 and I am playing a ton of PS4 games, but if it wasn't for that fact, I would have bought Horizon Zero Dawn far long ago and probably God of War and stuff like that. The exclusivity is definitely like PlayStation's biggest selling point. I mean, that's why a lot of people are looking for that PS5. But I know the games themselves would sell very well on the PlayStation. Uh, Jonathan, do you think the PlayStation should be getting into the PC business? Absolutely. I've been saying it for a while now. The industry is changing and they have to pivot. If they don't, they're just going to be useless. Consoles are are just on their way out. It, people are getting more and more used to using PCs. Everybody, most people, nowadays have access to a fast enough PC to play most games. Maybe you don't have the greatest graphics card to play you know, the biggest games, but it's becoming more and more readily available. So why would you not use a PC and go spend $500 for a separate console that you could have set up in another room in your house, you know, when you already have that, that device. So, uh, to me, I think they should be trying to very carefully plan how their games can be played on a PC, and then instead of developing these consoles that can just be used for their games, create a small, low-profile, very sleek, high-graphic-capacity uh, uh, gaming PC is advertised and sold by them, made for their games, and can do what every other computer can do as well. Yeah. Yeah, and especially with, with the way, you know, graphics nowadays on the PC are sometimes surpassing the newest system, so you might as well. Squeaks, what are your thoughts? Should PlayStation get in the PC business? 
Yeah, I, believe, I mean, it's only revenue, really, if you think, I mean, that, <clears throat> I mean, yeah, I think, I think, I feel like, uh, yes, one, I know I'm kind of stuttering because I feel like PlayStation, what I need to get out is they feel like they're on the high horse because of how well the PS4 did right. and, and the uh, exclusives that you brought up uh, that they have. So they feel like, oh, it doesn't matter to them. Uh, you're going to come to us anyway, if you're going to play, the, you want to play these games. Uh, I think they're feeling too confident about that mm -hmm. and uh that's why they haven't been branched out yet even though they say that there's no like console war between whatever whatever the case may be of course something caught your attention um from the xbox side of what they're doing when it comes to pc and making these games available on the game pass uh for pc so i don't think if this was the real reason why you buy it well you bought nicks um then something like i said caught your eye in yeah. the market what the xbox is doing so don't say there's no war because if if i mean or like you know competition uh maybe like friendly between yourselves don't say that um you know and then you're gonna do it anyway you know yeah kind of yeah. get into the pc you just stick to the console and call it quits exactly well and then like horizon zero dawn came out on on steam and my god what a money maker it came out like three years after whatever the game was released and what a money maker it, it sold so well so uh, yeah. If they do get into this business, what's how's that change how PlayStation does business? When do you think those like release games on console versus PC? I'm curious because, like I said, they're on their high horse with the console. I could see it as a uh, you know what we've seen before with uh, Death Stranding. What mm -hmm. was it like a year or two later? I could see that uh, consistently happening. Yeah, uh, with a year later, unfortunate, um, but that's kind of what I see because they still want you to be like, hey, buy our PS5. And you can play right now. Um, but it obviously it'd be nice if they were doing what Xbox was doing day one. Um, I don't know if they're doing anything with like a Game Pass type service yet, uh, but let's yeah. just say they don't. And it's on Steam right away day one. Um, it'd be nice to see that at least. Kind of gives you options to w what to play on. Uh, if you have yeah. both, of course. It would be it would be tough. I can't imagine them going day one, day one. Just because, you know, again, you're right. It's that high horse. They They are so stuck in their ways. And we'll talk about it again in a moment, actually, um, that them doing that would be really difficult. But I hope they I would like to see that happen. Um, yeah. OK, so let's let's each. This is another note. So this is off the fly here. Is there a particular PlayStation game that you think you would like to play the most on a PC? Uh, are we talking about like current, maybe any, like PS, any PlayStation exclusive that's not out there? Like I have like, OK, for me, for example, um, I think it just came out. But the Kingdom Hearts was always my like number one that I wish the entire library was available for PC because I'd love to play uh, Kingdom Hearts 2 in a new version. Like, that was my biggest request. What about you? Yeah. yeah. Um, I think I could go with the... Um, and it'd be really cool to see uh, the newest uh, Ratchet & Clank on my PC. Oh, yeah. Um, Ratchet & Clank would do good. That that brand new one. But then if I had to go to, like, super old school, I would love to have, like, the old library ported into like the steam so i'm talking like nightmare creatures yeah. uh, back in ps1 days um kind of stuff like that that'd be a, that'd be Sly really cool cooper actually. that'd be good over there yeah yeah be good one. yeah yeah okay so <laughs> we're moving on to another thing for playstation here uh it, there's an article that came out uh, first off it started on twitter then kotaku picked it up because of course they did uh they're great about this kind of stuff and then they really went into it and asked a lot of developers playstation apparently is very unfair uh to indie developers we work with indie developers, so we're very pro indie developers around here, obviously. Uh, we, you know, they work very hard. They have a lot of passion for their games. Um, 
And some of them change the industry, like Minecraft, these small titles get to be big games sometimes. So, okay, let's talk about some of them here. Uh, any publisher, Lian Garner, he takes a Twitter to, to complain about PlayStation. Uh, he doesn't necessarily say their name, like, he doesn't say them by name, but it's, it's very clear. He says, like, something like, play X or whatever. Um, he explains that if you're an indie developer and you want to get your game on the PlayStation Store, you have to jump through a bunch of hoops. You have to create social media posts that they can be pre-pooed by them. You have to make a trailer that's specifically for PlayStation. You have to make basically all the bio stuff that you see for them. Um, you have to make sure that the place that the game can play on three different generations of of software. Um, all these different hoops that you have to go to, or you could play. You could pay PlayStation twenty five thousand dollars, or to two hundred thousand. Twenty five is the cheapest version, or to two hundred thousand for what's called promotion fees, and they'll do everything for you and put it up on the front page. Uh, either way, PlayStation does take thirty percent of the sales, and so. Anyways, do you guys think that PlayStation, based off these rules, uh, is in the right to kind of like make these developers go through these loops? To some extent, yeah. I mean, as much as I, I do like indie developers and indie games, and, and you know, I like that they, they break the mold and think more creatively and outside the box, and we don't want to get to where everything's just you know factory-produced games because we'll get bored with them. Uh, but that being said, this is capitalism. I mean, it's sad, but... You know, if you have a fruit stand and you buy fruit from farmers and you sell it, you know, you have the big farmer with 200 acres, you're going to buy bulk fruit of his and expect most of it's going to be pretty good because he's got 200 acres. He's a good farmer. But if there's some guy who's just growing it in his backyard and you only buy five apples a week, you're going to look at those apples real closely because you don't know if this guy knows what he's doing. He's just picking them out of his backyard. So, you know, I think that's just them being more scrutinous of the indie developers and, you know, them charging a twenty-five to $200,000 promotion fee i think is because if they go to put a a name out there a game that's going to represent the quality of their system and their business and it's a complete flop and they lose a bunch of revenue because of that this will you know hopefully cover the cost or it's a insurance over you know potentially damaging game to their image so yeah. though i don't like how cut and dry and and you know business it is how how impersonal it is um, it's, it's capitalism. That's what they're doing to make their money. Yeah, it's, it's a tough one. Another thing that came out during this process is that Steam, who has like almost no regulations on what counts as an indie game on their platform, has 50 brand new games from indie developers every week released. Mm -hmm. Nintendo, who's much more friendly, is just that they're, you know, they censor like, you know, murder and stuff like that a little bit. Um, they have 30 new games that come out every week. So there is, they would be like, it's a deluge of games that would come out of the PlayStation Store. So I, I do definitely see them needing to scale back on this. I mean, I think the 25 to 200K is a little absurd, especially for a small company. Yeah. Um, that's just trying to get their game, um, you know, off the ground. Uh, it's kind of like, they're not going to have the time to test it and be like, hey, this game's going to show real promise. Let's promote it so we can kind of make our money out of it. And I'm kind of, I mean, I think John really nailed it with this, uh, you know, there's a fruit stand analogy image. Yeah. The fruit stand analogy um, and whatnot, but it's, it's kind of like uh, out of all those games that come out for steam and Nintendo. I mean, I'm gonna tell you to me, be honestly, I don't, I don't have time for it. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. I'm, if I don't have enough time to play for a triple a game, what makes you think I want to play this indie game right now? I'll play it eventually. I mean, if PlayStation, if that's how they want to roll, that's how they want to roll in any games, then go somewhere else, to be honest. Sorry. I mean. 
Yeah, it, it's kind of it is in their tough. roles. Yeah. yeah, you're right because it's kind of like there. There's like a back and forth. Of like our value is that we are the PlayStation Store, so people come to us, and so there is a value to being on the PlayStation Store. And there are so many games, and like for you did a great example. There's no chance that I'm going to be playing every indie game that comes out. There's just no chance. I play games based off of trends, and when it comes to indie games, right, like the game's trending, or if I see a trailer and it's specifically good. Um, that has something really, you know, revolutionary. Okay, fine, I'll play it. But it, it takes a lot to stand out of the crowd and a lot of effort and yeah, sometimes some cash. Um, I would like to see PlayStation do a thing where they like curate indie games. So either by human or by AI, but maybe they'll be like, hey, here's based off of what you play, Frank, here are 20 unheard of games that we think fit your bill pretty well with the trailers so that I could watch the trailer and be like, okay, boom, this is what I want. So if I go onto the PlayStation Store, I'm not hit by 10,000 games. I, I can search for those 10,000 games if I hear from a friend that it's really good, but I get like a list of 10 that are like based off of the things I like. And then maybe like, you know, actually exactly what Netflix does. Hey, if you guys are looking for action, just 10 random ass games that you wouldn't see anywhere else. That might be pretty cool. I don't know. I think that would be a, a better way to treat things. Um, I, I, it's, it's tough because it's so much money, but it's tough. What do you think, John? Uh, one other thing they could do, I think would, would be a little bit better way to handle this from Sony's perspective is it create a little bit, a little program where you bring in indie developers and you sign them to a contract, like, you know, uh, somebody designing, uh, parts for your machines or something like that. So the content that they create is licensed under you to some extent. You, you're guaranteed a certain percentage or first rights to refusal or something like that. Uh, and then you work with these indie developers to develop their games and their vision. And if Sony likes it, they have the first chance to buy it at a pre-approved, pre-agreed upon rate. And if they don't like it, then they can send them on their way and those guys will go sell it to somebody else. At least that way they're kind yeah. of getting first pick. They'll, they'll have to agree to whatever terms it is that they can get people to agree on. But I think it'd be their best bet to get a lot of content that they can filter through and help build, you know, good indie games out of it. In which yeah. point, yeah, they're not necessarily, I mean, there'll be indie games, but propped up and supported by you know a big company like sony so i can it might be best of both worlds that's a great idea and there is the the base of that already installed where they so like on playstation it's called dream and then like xbox has like the indie whatever i forget what it's called um ubisoft has unity and epic has the unreal engine like they all have like this like early like an engine or like an early program with all its tools and software to help you like learn how to do things so if you were to sign up for the class, John, you're right. We're like, yeah, here is the dream uh, program for you to kind of start to learn stuff. And then as that goes on and as you're going, you kind of weed out the people that don't have the the gusto to really develop a game with them and they mm -hmm. fall to the wayside or whatever. And eventually you get the cream that comes to the top. That's like, boom, these are the good guys that, I, that we have the effort and the time. Well, let's move on to the next process with them. Mm -hmm. It's very labor intensive, but you would get really great games out of that. Pretty nice. And exclusive. <laughs> it's one of those things where it's like, if you guys see an indie game, it's on sale or cheap, or whatever. If it's on PlayStation, you know how much work they put into this. So maybe, you know, give them a couple bucks, buy the game, give it a shot. You know, you never know. And uh, we'll, we always try to push indie games whenever we can of, of developers that we like or have been working with us or something like that. So uh, we'll keep you up to date on some getting indie games to go fine. Usually on Steam, though. Steam seems to be the most friendly for indie games. Yeah. And if you like an indie game that you played, don't be quiet about it. Share it with everybody. Let everybody know that, hey, these yes. guys did a really good job. So check out this game. Check out other games they make to try and help support them.
Share it with us, by the way. Yeah, share it with us too. And I mean, not to plug this, but if you join our Patreon, one of the things that you get is the ability to uh, request that we play a game for level up and we'll play it and we'll review it on level up. So that's also a thing. Uh, all right, let's go ahead and move on to our next topic here. Uh, we're going to be doing, we're at the halfway point, guys. It's been six months of 2021. This year to me is flying by so lightning fast <laughs> compared to like 2020 where everything just stood still for a while. Uh, so we're at the halfway point. Let's go ahead and start talking about some of our favorite things that we've gotten out of this year so far. Uh, let's go movie, TV show, video game, and comic book. Uh, let's start with movie first. Squeaks, has there been a movie that stood out to you this year? A uh, movie? I'm going to go, uh, uh, I remember the name right, Mitchell, Mitchell's versus Machines. Oh, that's a good movie. Am I saying Mitchell's? Yeah, so yeah. good. Uh, man, so freaking amazing movie. God, yeah. I even... The animation, the story, the dialogue between the the family. Ugh, so freaking good of a movie. Gosh. I love the characters yeah. too. They're all kind of like grounded while still being fun. Mm-hmm. What a great movie. Truly funny. And it yeah. was like internet humor the whole time too. It's like really new humor. I liked it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Good pick. Okay. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. I, I, I love that too. And then like the nephew and niece were over and they're like, they wanted to watch Home for the 14th time. And I'm like, hey, let's watch Mitchell's and the Machines. And they didn't care. Um, I'm going to go with a quiet place too. It's like a perfect sequel. Yeah. Uh, we reviewed, we did reviewed it. Me and, uh, uh, Marty, Joe's brother. Uh, we reviewed it and did Mm. a a review for it. Um, really good movie. Oh, and Joe too, actually Joe. Sorry, Joe. (laughs) Um, but yeah, it it was a perfect sequel. It literally just up the stakes. It just like increased everything one notch exactly like a sequel supposed to do. Very good music visuals. I was worried because, of, of course, they're going to show the monsters a lot more this time, right? Because we've seen them in the first one now. Um, they did a great job with it. It was done so well that I was happy to see the monsters the whole time. So, uh, A Quiet Place 2 was really solid, solid flick so far. What are you thinking, John? Uh, so, I haven't watched a lot of... I haven't seen anything good in theaters. I've gone to the drive throughs a few times and seen pretty lame movies. Um, but one original I saw on Netflix that was pretty good was Space Sweepers. Have you guys heard of that? No, not at all. It reminds mm, no, me of like so. the beginning of Titan AE where they're uh, you know, chopping up space debris and recycling it and stuff like that. Uh, but it, that was a pretty cool I can't remember I think it was Korean made um yeah, sci fi. And this movie uh, was also on Netflix called I Care a Lot, it had Peter Dinklage in it. Dinklage, Dinklage. Yeah, that yeah, that was that's a good one, John. That's a good pick. Yeah, that was a, that was a pretty mm-hmm. cool movie. There was another movie. I can't remember the name of it. I can't even. I can't remember the plot really. I just remember me and me and my wife were, <laughs> and uh, it was good. Both, <laughs> yeah, right. It, it was so good because I remember. <laughs> I looked at her and she was like, <laughs> I looked at her. And she's like, oh my god, this movie's gonna make me cry, <laughs> and I had already started crying. <laughs> oh my <laughs> and god. She, and she like punches me in the arm, it's, like stop being a whip or something like that. <laughs> it was hilarious, but I don't remember the name of the movie. It was just a, a good movie on Netflix that made us cry. Wow, was it a new uh, one? Is it a like, new movie? I think it was pretty. Who's in it? Plot? Anything? I, just, <laughs> I I don't remember anything about it. It was like five or six days ago. Too. Yeah. Uh, but I'll have to. Shot the dark. Kevin Hart's fatherhood or brotherhood or whatever. We did watch that. That must. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> That was it. No way, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. I was like, we did watch that recently. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I remember she was saying that Kevin Hart's great, but his serious acting, at least in the beginning of the movie, was just okay. But then later in the movie, you're like, oh, no, he could he can play with some heart. This is pretty good. So. Play with some Kevin Hart? Uh, 
Bam. <laughs> yeah, like, single guy reaction to that movie was like, this is lame. This is not Kevin Hart. I want to see him do some dick jokes. Like, what is this <laughs> nonsense? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so I had a different reaction to that movie, but I definitely was like, okay, I, I get it. I'm, this is, I'm not the audience. Um, all right, let's do uh Jonathan, we're going to go back to you on this one. What was your favorite TV show so far? What, what's really standing out to you? So I put WandaVision and Loki on the list, but I because I haven't watched enough okay. of this other show, which was Sweet Tooth. I just started watching. I watched two episodes of it already, oh, and I'm yeah. like, oh my god, I've got to watch all this as soon as I get like, I got to shove everybody out of the house so I could have quiet. <laughs> but uh, so far, Sweet Tooth is really good. But yeah, WandaVision was great. Uh, Loki has been really good so far. Um, I know there's been a lot of other good shows. I can't think of ones that were released this year but a lot of good stuff out there i've been meaning to watch sweet tooth actually so that's gonna be my fourth of july move right there that's a good move there you go um yeah on my list i have wandavision as my favorite and uh i wanted loki to be better than it is and it's just not it's it's just average right now it's beating out falcon and the soldier but it's just average and we'll do a full review once the finale uh, kicks in on the 14th um but you guys get episode episode of an on or uh reviews on sloop but yeah it, it's got to be WandaVision, right? WandaVision was just like every week we had, it was just discussion and text messages and just be like, what do you think this means? What do you think that means? And it was tons of so unique and new. Oh, man. And um, yeah, that was pretty amazing. So it's got to be WandaVision for myself. What do you think, Squeaks? Yeah, I'm going to have to join both of you on the WandaVision. I was trying to look for any TV show that I was watching this year and it wasn't too many um, that really like, super wanted to make announcements like yeah okay you got loki falcon and then i wanted to branch off to um uh gosh what am i watching now uh, i just started watching um it's brand new on disney plus um fuck, i can't remember the name i just started watching it. it's brand new series mysterious events or something like that is that good dude yeah, yeah. what is that good um, I thought it was going to be stupid and I was like, okay, whatever, we'll just fucking watch it. And then actually I'm, I was pretty intrigued after the first episode. So it's definitely one I'll keep watching. Hopefully, hopefully it still keeps my attention. Um, but it has to be WandaVision. I mean, yeah. from the very first episode, you're like, oh my God, I love these old school, uh, little Easter egg or nods to the, um, classics. And then it was still like, okay, this is, you know, a lot of people thought they loved it. Then a lot of people were thinking like, this is stupid. It doesn't mean anything. But then you kind of like, that's that story developed. Yeah. Yeah. That, that it has to be WandaVision. Also, have you guys watched Kim Convenience yet? I suggest it all the time. It's like, what is it? I Kim have not watched it yet, John. Is a good show right, on Here's Netflix. my deal. I'll watch it if you watch Ted Lasso. Okay. All the way through. How many seasons deal. are there? Kim Convenience. And there's only... Is there it's two like, or one? Yeah, just one, like, right? Oh, there's only one, but the second one's coming out this month or next oh, month. Oh, good. So I like profit because there's five seasons of King Convenience. <laughs> I will begin so, watching King Convenience. So to me, it's a it's, it fits well with like kind of The Office or um, Cloud Nine. Is it Cloud Nine or Superstore? Superstore. Oh yeah, Superstore. it's in that kind Superstore. of realm. It's just yeah. a fun kind of family. They own the little store. It's in Canada. Uh, it's just good character dynamics and stuff. You like it? Oh no! I tried that show. That show fucking sucks. <laughs> I know which one you're talking about. I know. Uh, Fuck that! I watched the first episode. I was like, man, this ain't nothing like Superstore. Because I think you were the one. Yeah, you were fucking telling me this shit yeah. a long time ago. It's definitely. I don't even think I finished the first episode. Uh, I'm like, I'm over this. Didn't even give it a chance. Frank, don't start it. I'll give don't it start it. <laughs> I'll give it. Is I'll it, give it five episodes. Okay. Is it the language barrier? Okay. No, it's just not funny. Oh. 
okay. it's yeah. the not funny barrier yeah that's what it it's is pretty hard. there's all kinds of uh, okay. we'll, we'll talk about it afterwards but there's all kinds of controversies with that show actually so we'll have to talk about oh, that really? too. oh yeah there's a bunch of stuff going on um uh, <laughs> but i'll give it five episodes and we'll see but you gotta watch ted lasso yeah five episodes all right all right uh best game so far for the year i'll kick off with um real lame answers so I got the Burning Crusade Classic, which is basically a 2006 game, been re-released. Oh my god, get the the fuck out of here. (laughs) Which, I'm not happy with that choice, okay? And so I'm giving you another bad choice, so two bad choices to make a decent one, Fortnite. Because I started playing it a lot this year, and so so I have to say that yes, Fortnite has been a new discovery and I'm enjoying it a lot. And I'll add one more not great choice, is I I went back to, to Pokemon Shield and I'm playing it like crazy right now, so... I'm playing old shit I right now. I saw that shit last night. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my stream kept disconnecting. Uh, I was so upset when I was trying to stream it because I've got the Elgato and I'm trying to set it up. But yeah, it's, it's oh, a lot man. of fun. You don't, you don't know how much I teared up a little bit when your name popped up on my Switch when I was playing last night also. And I was like, oh, Frank's back on. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, we have, to, we have to exchange Pokemon and stuff like that because I'm getting a pretty... I'm on the expansion now too. Are you playing the expansion yet? Armor no, Island I'm order? right... Okay, so I'm right because I told you I had to start all over again. Uh, I'm right. Oh, that's right. Before you catch the legendary Pokemon and you're battling like the eight Dynamax Pokemon that are around yeah. the map, uh, I'm like I'm right there. I got like that's three right. of those down, four of those down. Yeah, so I'm almost done with it now. When you're like, done with where the it was before, yeah. Once you beat like once you become the champion and all that, if you go back to the wilds, like everything in there's level sixty minimum. Yeah, or level sixty and. Yeah. um it's just such a great way to fill out that Pokedex. And then the, the, the expansion is basically another wild. So it's that again. And um, it's just been fun. Like, like literally, you, me, him, you and me had talked about like catching them all, literally. And so now that's been my goal. I've got Pokemon Home and I'm like cataloging everything in the Pokemon Home. And it's just, it's stupid fun. And I, it, it's amazing how much I'm like, oh, this is from the original stories or whatever collection of Pokemon. I know this mm-hmm. one's name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, the rest of them, I don't know their names. Yeah. So anyways... <laughs> Three terrible choices for me, guys. <laughs> uh, Jonathan, do you have a good game you've been playing in 2021? Preferably yeah, so from 2021? I, yeah, I haven't played a lot of games, honestly, with the newborn baby and all that stuff. Uh, all I've been playing is Sea of Thieves mm-hmm. and Satisfactory. Uh, I did just download the game uh, Hard Space Shipbreaker. I, I'm looking forward to playing soon, so oh, I'll have yeah. to let you know if that's my new favorite from 2021. Uh, actually, I, didn't, I don't even think it came out yeah. this year. That's a couple years old already. I'm way behind the times. Uh, so yeah, no, I don't have any 2021 games, honestly. Holy shit. Yeah. What's important though, Jonathan, is your games had new updates. That's why sure. they were good, right? So yeah. the new updates at least. So we have that. These are terrible choices so far, guys. So remember, this is the halfway point. The end of the, So we got six months for some good shit to come out quickly for our, our finale list. Save us, Squeaks. What have you got? Yeah, I'll save it real quick. Okay, so my 2020, 2021 official video game oh, yeah. uh, is uh, RE8, Resident Evil 8. Oh, um, that's a good one. There we it, go. It, it, yeah, it happened, to, it happened to become one of my favorite like top three Resident Evil games ever made. I, I love the game. It, the uh, Just the, the the different twist that it took to a Resident Evil franchise. I, I loved every every bit of it. Um, it was like It was like a freaking thrilling ride. It's what... The RE8 made me feel. Yeah. Uh, on top of that, I just started playing it, but I think it's because of my vast knowledge in the outside world. 
of the okay. game of golf is why I'm so fucking good at Mario Golf. Okay, I'm how, just gonna throw oh, it out there. <laughs> how are you enjoying it? <laughs> uh, it's it's cool. They got this weird. They got this adventure mode where you go as your uh, what do you call it? Your me character. Yeah. And uh, you actually like play a story. You're like in tournaments and stuff like that, which I think is cool. I'm kind of over the me's to be honest. For Nintendo, I'd rather just make my own like Nintendo type character. I think the Mii's are just fucking cheap looking. Um, but I think th- I thought that was pretty cool. Like this, mm-hmm. like you're going through um, training and then you're doing in tournaments and there's like a story to it. I think that's pretty cool. Uh, but then other than that, there's just like the, you know, pick a character, do your golfing. But one thing that I think is kind of interesting, and I'm not sure if I'm really like super enjoying it yet, is the there's a mode. Or certain matches where you have to run to your ball. So you don't really get to see where it lands. You hit it and it kind of goes and you pick up your clubs and you run. And you can like dash and like hit people and stuff like that. Because there's a mode where you could, um, what's I'm going to call it? Uh, as fast as you can. Like who's faster and with a better score. So you kind of like interrupt each other. Um, that's kind of whatever. But That's pretty cool. I'm a, I'm a fucking, fucking pro at mario golf <laughs> how many hours do you have in on it so far um uh, i say I, probably, I played quite a bit today i would say about like three or four okay okay yeah. when you get a few more I just hours got, i just know got what the it will be yeah for sure i just got it uh yesterday yeah okay okay that's good yeah yeah it looks good so yeah, at least quicks has got bad. the you know the 2021 games so that's a pretty good choice right there <laughs> all right uh let's move into the last category here comic books what has been your favorite comic book so far of 2021? Squeaks, what are you thinking? <sighs> okay, so I'm going to throw a couple out there because I'm going to let you know my fucking upset of the year. Okay, my upset oh. of the year is, uh, yeah, yeah, that's fucking right. I'm going to fucking DC. I'm going to say your future state sucks. Okay, I don't like it. I don't like you fucking up my characters like that. Okay. Well. <laughs> so I'm not a big. Okay. What? What? What part of future state? It's huge. There's like. And it doesn't even uh, count. Well, like future state basically doesn't count. Okay, well it should. So <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> um, I I read um, I don't know. It was like the number one. I felt like I read the like introduction of future state. Right, right. Um, I don't know if it was a Justice League one or something or whatever yeah. the case may be. Um, well, whatever. I read that one and I was like, I wasn't too impressed with it. You know, with the Wonder Woman not being like on. Yeah. Like, meeting with like on earth and then she's like with this god she's now which i did like god. seeing the gods though with mm-hmm. specter um i, I did know, like right? that <laughs> i want to see more i want to see more of that stuff more specter uh, so i enjoyed yeah I, I enjoyed like the whole like that that type of multiple gods thing overlooking um venom 200 was released recently yep. uh i've been reading the venom line for quite a while now so i think this is the final chapter now in the whole venom series um so that the final chapter released like two weeks ago, or a week ago. Yeah. Maybe. So yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's not it's not done yet. I don't think. Well, no, but that... the the, Vin- the Venom does. You okay. know, you don't know talk about like the big Donny Cates Venom storyline is done gotta, now, gotta, gotta. I believe. So yeah. Okay. The, like the v- new Venom uh, stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think it. But yeah, two hundred. Um, but then. I don't know if this is, I don't think it's released yet because I haven't seen it. But one thing I'm going to say, here's my like looking forward to. So I did my bad, my good and my bad. I look forward to is the Marvel series of Alien. Do you know if that's out yet? Uh, I don't know if it's out yet, but there was actually something Aliens at the comic book shop that when I was there. So it might be out. Oh, okay. 
Okay, I want to check into that. Um, that's what I'm looking forward to like the most this year. So, uh, I'll definitely look and see if that's available now. I didn't I didn't see anything yet, but I wasn't sure if it was out yet or not. So yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, for the future state one, just a heads up on that. If you're a Wonder Woman fan, she's not a god anymore. She gave that up like first issue after that. So oh, uh, okay, yeah. They basically basically like now. It, so all the future state stuff was possible futures. And some of those comic books, the ones basically that got the most traction, um, are starting their own runs. But it's like, you know, it's like when they did the 2099 stuff. It's just like a side story thing that doesn't really count. So for Batman fans, Batman's still Batman. Uh, he's at the point where he lost all his money and he's basically starting from scratch. Um, you know, and Superman is giving his he's working on training uh, John to be the new Superman. And he's like basically giving over the reins to him. So stuff like that. So like all the main stories are back. The future state stuff is like side stuff. So I know because I was with you, man. Yeah. I did not care for the stories. They just weren't that good, really. Um, and yeah. so I was happy to hear that. Like, okay, good. Those don't count. Like the only thing that was good was all the Red Hood stuff. But that was it. And so luckily, you know, now it's good. Um, okay, for me, uh, I was going to say Venom is definitely has to be mentioned. I think it's the best thing on comic books so far in total. It's just been fantastic. Mm-hmm. And it's really shook up Marvel. Nah. Um, I'll also toss in Super Sons coming back because that is my favorite comic book run. Um, it's just a blast to a blast to read. It's a lot of fun. It's only a six issue run and it's gonna be great. I haven't read the Fortnite ones yet, but I do plan on reading them at some point. Uh, I just I'm still a little skittish on opening up my my comics as a collector. Mm-hmm. It hurts me to open up those. I know those comic books will be very very valuable in a few years, so we'll have to see about that. But yeah. All right, let's move on to Jonathan. Jonathan. Any comic books that are standing out so uh, so far for you? Uh, I haven't I haven't gotten any 2021 ones. I bought uh, some Back to the Future and Biff to the Future comics that were pretty cute. Though yeah. I didn't finish the collection, so I'm, I don't want to read all of them having missing like the first two and then like a couple in the middle. Uh, so I've read some of it, but not all of it. Um, and then I got some Starfleet Academy, but that's from back in 2016. They're old, but I want to yeah. get the whole collection of that too. Uh, but yeah, nothing that's uh, 2021. I don't know what's going on this year. Yeah, filling out those those backlog catalog stuff. Yeah, there is a new Voyager comic book series that's out right now, but the, the, the I'm just not a fan of the art, so I haven't been reading it. Um, and there is actually a new Star Trek book that was announced today that's coming up later this year. Uh, I think it's like Coda or something like that. It's a whole new Trek book that they're going to be starting off with. So, um, more Star Trek content's great. Which reminds me, every Friday, guys, check out the Trek Freaks podcast. Fantastic podcast right here on the Geek Freaks Station. Um, so that's pretty cool. All right, yeah. So a lot of good stuff so far this year. Uh, some flops for sure. WandaVision's carrying for sure. Um, we have a new month, which means a new uh, watch list. All right, so let's go ahead and go over what to stream in July. Uh, if you're looking at Netflix, which is of course the heavy hitter this month, we have Resident Evil's new anime, which is pretty interesting. It's got really cool art style. Gunpowder Milkshake that's uh, coming out on July 15th. Um, it's a lot of like kick-ass actresses coming together to be an assassins group essentially. We have a new horror film coming out called A Classic Horror Story on July 15th that is like just a cabin in the woods horror story. So that's going to be fun. Kingdom fans like myself, we have a new chapter of Kingdom coming. It is only a one hour episode they're releasing, but it's going to be a prequel to the series. So we're going to find out why the zombies are are there. It's going to be more about that plant that makes them into zombies. And then, of course, Netflix is winning everything with uh, Masters of the Universe Revelations coming out July 23rd, which... We will definitely be doing an episode dedicated to that. Uh, it's, it's, of course, 80s gold and, and nerd royalty, uh, which I think is the hypest thing in the world. 
Uh, we'll go over the other ones here real quick. HBO Max, their highlight this month is going to be Space Jam, A New Legacy. Uh, that is with LeBron James. And you guys can watch the full trailer for all of these on our website. Uh, it's definitely a, a new shakeup for Space Jam's. Uh, we'll see how well it does. Amazon Prime, this actually is out now. It's called The Tomorrow War with Chris Pratt. Um, it's got very mixed reviews on the extremes of either side. So if you guys want, it sounds like if you guys are like Fast and Furious fans, you might like this. And if you like storyline and character development, don't bother watching. But, um, but if you want just fireworks and fun stuff, then that's what to watch. Uh, Hulu's got the American Horror Stories. This is the American Horror uh, or Anthology series now where it's like a new thing every episode. That's, I mean, that's exactly what that show needed. Like it's so it's Twilight Zone meets American Horror. It's perfect. Um, and then Disney Plus, they're bringing out some big hits. We have Monsters at Work, which is in the Monsters universe, and it shows a group of monsters that have trained all their lives to scare kids and now are not good at scaring or can't do the jokes. So now they're basically the janitorial staff and their shenanigans that they get into. Black Widow is going to be arriving July 9th. Uh, that is going to be premium for Disney Plus uh, or in theaters. And then we have the Loki finale will be on July 14th. And Turner and Hooch coming July 21st. Now, I wouldn't normally care about Turner Hooch, but it is directed by one Mr. Tom Paris from Star Trek Voyager. So uh, that is really Robbie cool. Duncan McNeil. Yeah, Robbie like Duncan it. McNeil. So He's actually mentioned that on his podcast uh, every once in a while, that he's working on it. Yeah. It's pretty cool. He's the main director for the whole whole series, so that's pretty neat. Pretty cool. And it's got the kid from like Drake and Josh, which I think Squeeze you watch Drake and Josh, right? You used to be a big fan of that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. It's got one of those two. I'm not sure which one. The one that used to be a little chunky and then lost all that weight. Well, I'm gonna say yeah, I'm gonna say Josh because Drake just got in trouble for some uh some intense shit. So I'm gonna say he's probably not. <laughs> okay. <in> it. <laughs> so it's got that other one then. All right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Any of those in particular that you guys are excited for? Uh, I definitely uh, want to see the Space Jam movie. And uh, Monsters yeah. at Work, I didn't even know about that until I saw it on our website, and I had to go watch the, the trailer. I'm like, that looks hilarious. I'm pretty sure, I mean, I like good scary movies and stuff like that, but nowadays, especially with my wife, she doesn't like anything scary, so it's hard yeah. to find something that's fun for the family that we'll both enjoy, but that's like right up our alley for sure. <laughs> Susan does not do well with like tension, scary yeah. stuff at all. Even Space Jam, have... I'm like, I don't know, that's a pretty action-packed <laughs> basketball scene. <laughs> nightmares with her eyes open. <laughs> That dunk was too violent. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Sweet, about you? Anything standing Sorry. out? Uh, yeah, American Horror Story. I've been following that series since day one, so I definitely always watch those when those are uh, uh, released right away. Um, Space Jam, I was super excited for until I saw the first trailer. Now I'm not that excited anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and then, um, oh gosh, what did you say? Loki got me interested finally on the last episode. So I'm definitely yeah, excited to it see good. what it's what's going to happen from now on. So I'll actually uh, keep my eye out, eye out for that one. Yeah. One thing yeah. I noticed about Loki is they do a good job at staying unpredictable. Like I thought I had the, the whole plot kind of figured out in the first episode. And it's like, oh, I know that it's kind of totally more uh, off the rails than you expected. Yeah. They're doing a good job. They're doing a good job with it. Uh, of course, it's got, I can't remember his name. It's like Michael something. Um, the right, One of the writers from Rick and Morty is, is writing the series. and you could see some of the like Counselor Rick and Sanct the the like the whole that city of Ricks. You could kind of see that kind of coming up a little bit. Um, I want more of that, of course. I think this next episode is going to be a lot of that. So we'll do a review for the entire series on the uh, after the fourteenth when the finale comes in. Um, I think to me it's been a little predictable, but I I've been enjoying the twists when they come. 
The one thing I hope does not happen because it just does not make sense. Well, okay. God damn it. The sloop, I actually argued the other way on this one. Um, Loki hooking up with, with Siv, with not Siv, um, Sylvie, which is him, you know, and it's like, no, oh, I don't like the idea of those two getting together because it doesn't make sense. That's him and him. Like they're, it's the same person, you know, hooking up with each other. Like different I don't, world, that yeah. doesn't make sense to me. Right. Right. But then it makes perfect sense, bro. I, it makes sense. It makes for perfect Loki. sense. Yeah. No, it makes sense because if I saw myself in front of me, I'm like, yeah, that's a one fucking fine ass person. <laughs> Great personality. <laughs> we like the same shit. His ego can't exactly. contain in one universe. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Squeak says, give me a good example of it. It's narcissism. It's a narcissism to the extreme where you love yourself so much that you ignore the rest of the world. And that is actually uh, what Loki and apparently Squeaks is. So it makes yeah. perfect sense. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Man, it looks my new favorite character now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, for me, of course, it's, it's got to be Masters of the Universe Revelations. I can't wait for that to come out. Like animation and just the voice acting. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, we got Mark Hamill, Luke Skywalker voicing Skeletor. That is just something you dream of as a kid. So um, that is going to be amazing. And the animation is like so like it's a good mix of like West and anime animation. It's going to be really cool. So I'm excited for yeah. that. And we'll do it. It looks super too. beefy, too. I like that. Yeah. I love that in the trailer, like the latest trailer, uh, the prince, prince, I think it was Prince Eric, whatever it is. Uh, she's like, do you know the tune? He's like, oh, that's something you don't forget. And then he starts busting it out. And oh, I was like, oh, man, it's so great. So um, that'll be really good. We're going to be doing a full review for that. Wow. When the time comes. All right, guys, that is going to be it for us this week. We do have that giveaway for the cephalopod shirt. The, uh, we did this. We did the drawing. We posted it up on Twitter. The winners are Capula or Capuli. And the other one is Sunny. You guys have both been messaged on Cephalopod. Uh, let me know your size and your address, and we will send you out those shirts. Uh, for patrons, if you are a executive producer of Tier 5 and up, and you want to swap out your mug, or just, you don't have to swap it out, you can keep the mug, uh, and get one of the shirts that are executive producers, the new ones, let me know, and we'll send you out the shirt as well. Um, and we'll do more giveaways and stuff like that. And like I said, for the patrons, we're going to be giving you guys a lot more freebies as, as we review comic books and, and video games. We're going to be giving away more free video games and stuff like that. So check out the Patreon. But anyways, you guys have a wonderful week. And I hope you guys had a safe 4th of July by the time this thing comes out. <laughs> I'll see you guys later. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us on the Geek Freaks Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Geek Freaks Pod. We're also on Facebook, Instagram. You can email us. We have our Patreon and a store. All those links are in the description. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you guys next week.